can do it. Yes, you can. I'm Bree Pruitt. Help me understand your trouble, your struggle. I'll build you up. I'm Bree Pruitt. You're my buttercup. You're listening to You Can Do It with Bree Pruitt, the weekly pep talk podcast for all the things we struggle with. I'm your host, Bree Pruitt, coming to you live from the studio in Glendale, California. That's the traditional land of the Tongva, Tatapiam, and Chumash people. Sending all my energy right now to you good and gentle listeners. Oh, good and gentle listeners. I hold you in my heart. Thanks for joining me for another week. It's a solo episode, surprise solo episode, because we're having some technical difficulties. What technical difficulties during a Mercury retrograde shadow period? That's right. Hopefully the death rattle of the Mercury retrograde. Is this an astrology podcast? No, ma'am. It's not. And I'm sorry for calling you, ma'am. Thank you for tuning in for another week, folks. Uh, come on in. Come on into the episode. It's going to be great. Um, have a seat on the floor under this kotatsu Japanese warming table. Have you seen these? <laughs> it's very cozy season. You know, I thought to kick off cozy season. I feel like it's officially cozy season. Spooky season. These, Google it, Kotatsu warming tables. It's a table and it's got a blanket and there's a heating source. It's not safe, you know, because if you fell asleep, you'd cook under there. You'd set your damn house on fire. But you and your family can put your legs under this warming table, play a game of dominoes or eat some food or look at your iPads. You don't have to do anything together. I just think that sounds like a nice kickoff to cozy season, frankly. And we are in cozy season, frankly. It's going to be, um, it's only going to get sweeter, sweeter and cozier from here on out. So settle in, everybody, for your long winter's nap where it's autumn. <laughs> But here we are. Uh, what's happening? I just want to uh, say thank you to anyone who came out to Crane's Comedy. Uh, it's, uh, again, second Wednesday of every month. Shout out to my co-hosts, Aston Wallace and Trevor uh, Smith and Trish Hadley, our non-host silent co-producer who is extremely awesome and does a ton of great work for the show. We had a great lineup. Uh, we had Lori Kilmartin headlining. We had freaking Andrew Arolfo who murdered, I got to get that guy on my podcast. I told him I reach out to him. He will be on the podcast. And we had, you know, Aston had a great set. It was fantastic. It was a really fun. It was a really great night. Mateen Stewart was on the lineup. Who else? Oh, freaking Stephen AJ. We love Stephen AJ. Really great show. It was very emotional. We're still all uh, grieving the loss of our brother, Ricardo Flanagan, who passed away. Uh, and just, I think it's just a tense time all around. So shout out to everybody who came out and laughs um, at comedy these days, and specifically that show. In the future, I've got some shows coming up. We've got Cult Comedy on October 29th. Silver Lake Cafe Tropical tickets on Eventbrite and also we've got I'm never gonna wear this Halloween comedy a fashion comedy event on Halloween at third floor studios get third wheel studios get your tickets now um, all of this is linked on my website uh .com, but actually all of those ticket links are on my link tree on Instagram Hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense. Oh, I'm doing another show that just got added to the calendar is The Hard Times Live. The Hard Times, the 
hardcore satire <laughs> website. It's like the onion for rockers, punk rockers, straight edge people. I don't know what you'd say. I think punk is is the umbrella. They they are going <laughs> they're going to be disappointed when Aunt Bree gets to the party, but I think it should be fun anyway. That's November 11th. No, no, no. I embrace I was punk in the 7th grade. Um they they'll they'll recognize that, I think. I still do punk things. I went dumpster diving recently. Across the street from me is a floral design place. And I and when I say dumpster diving, I pulled roses that were gingerly placed atop a dumpster and brought them into my home. They wilted very quickly, but I think this is a new way of life for me. Everyone should be dumpster diving for flowers. Flowers are so ephemeral, you know? Okay, great. Um, so that's what's happening. It's coming up soon. We've got a lot to talk about. Even though this is solo dolo, I do have uh, some content to talk about. So this isn't nothing. There is going to be a pep talk. There is going to be a rant. Traditional style is just going to be more me focused for once. Okay, yeah, enough of these other people, these comedians and their problems. What about me, the host who talks at length? At the beginning of every single episode. Uh, here we go. It's a long, yeah, long intro type type vibes around here today. So, yeah, it is cozy season. It is Merc Retro. She's pulling no punches. She's coming for us all. Merc Retro. She's nipping at our heels like an untrained junkyard dog, okay? Um, Mercury Retrograde. Went, Mercury went direct. The whole planet, she went direct. And, you know, again, this is not an astrology podcast. And we know if it was an astrology podcast, we'd explain that it's not the planet that's going in the reverse direction. It's that it looks like it's slightly different. It looks like it's going in a different direction. And we are, you know, we act like we're dumb cavemen seeing it in the same way, like it impacts us in the same way. But it's not an astrology podcast. So we're just going to say that it seems like, a pattern is that Merc Retro is bonkers every time. Right now it's direct, but we're still in a shadow phase. So if that, if your life is anything like mine today, you were doing some crazy shit like cleaning vomit out of your car. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry to even invoke, you know, mini rant. It just throw up is so gross. And I hate that it's a part of culture. I hate that just like, you know, there it's ever on TV. I hate that I just mentioned it in this podcast. I am, I don't like it. And I um, am sorry, but it happened. It was aunt, it was aunt responsibility related. I am an aunt, a proud aunt. And I fucking manned up and I cleaned up just like a mommy and it was fine. Everything's fine. But that's Merc Retro for you. Okay? It's a bonkers time. But we're we're almost through. Um, just a few more days. Shadow phase. Just bear down, everyone. Uh, let me just kick off the episode with a rant right now. We, for context, I went to Disneyland. Yeah. I did it. I live in Southern California and I went to Disneyland. It's right there. It's right there. And I went. I wore a mask. We went. We went to Disneyland. Um, and I knew by virtue of Mercury Retrograde and just because of how life is. <laughs> I know that life is farcical. 
I know that doors are opening and closing and people are running in and out of them and smacking into each other. That's the nature of life on this planet. And Disneyland was going to be that. I pulled a tarot card right before we left for Disneyland and <laughs> I pulled the fool and I said, okay, honey, <laughs> I submit, I submit that we are all jester flops in the hands of fate. We are all fools today. Let's go to Disneyland. And I pretty much did some due diligence. I brought a backup cell phone battery. I brought some cash. I made sure I had all the necessary things and prohibited things not on my person, a.k.a. no weed. Now, if a weed gummy came with me into a place because it was in my fanny pack? Yeah. What am I supposed to do about that? So I did go to Disneyland. Um, I Okay, my first rant is that Disneyland is wonderful. I mean, it's just, it's so, the production value is so high. It's truly magical because you think, like, what's real? It's a heightened reality because all of the storefronts and there are certain design elements that are taking place. Design elements that are science-based care of people who have studied prop design, set design, that have like master's degrees in theater arts, fucking pet set painting, right? All of these aspects of production are so amazing. So fucking go Disneyland. <laughs> like it's very incredible. And when I've you know, I have a history of work in theater arts and and theater artists are so dorky. And so I just wish to, to take this space to say Disney people are a huge subculture that celebrate this experiential theater experience. I'm sorry. That's what Disneyland is. It's not a quote unquote theme park. No, bitch. You see a play. <laughs> You are going, you buy a ticket to Disneyland, you are going to Broadway. You are seeing, and even if you don't see a show, even if you don't see a show where there's dancing or singing or an actor doing anything, every aspect of Disneyland is theater. Every cobblestone that is not real cobblestone. Well, you think there is a an ancient German village that was here in Anaheim and that's why there's cobblestone? No, bitch. Old man Walt Disney wanted there to be cobblestone when you walked into his park. So downtown Main Street looks like fucking, you know, Rudsheim. Looks like fucking Bomberg, you know. Looks very precious. Um, it's, 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 yeah, so the rant is just that, like, I'm the asshole for getting the theater degree. <laughs> when... Truly millions of Disney adults are out there. Disney children, Disney gays, Disney, you know, goths. Oh, man, I forgot. I got to do a rant about Disney goths. All these people have made it their fucking lifestyle that have dedicated their vacation days, their hard-earned wages towards spending money in that park. And I'm the asshole for getting a theater degree, and I'm a dork. 
because I know, you know, how to bend chicken wire and paper mache to make something. No, fuck you. Creating imaginary worlds is cool. Wait, am I, how am I going to be able to justify this? I'm not going to be able to. It's, it should be, va- it's not cool, but it should be valued by society. It isn't. Listen to how impassioned I am. <laughs> I look so, I sound like Tucker Carlson talking about like drag queens and libraries. You know what I mean? I, I sound like I am talking about um, civil rights. I'm talking about theater and Disneyland. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. I think uh, the part of the brain that sees things that are real and the part of the brain that says, that's made up, that's not real, that's Santa Claus Tooth Fairy, it's very good for those parts of the brain to be like, I don't know. That's what theater is. That's what magic is. That's what imagination is. Really, really special stuff. Good stuff. You know, undeniable. Important to reignite your appreciation for glittery spectacle sparkle shit. In my opinion. I hope every single one of you good and gentle listeners has some spectacle in your life. I hope you are drizzling glittery chocolate syrup over your fucking pancakes. Because we deserve it. Okay, the rant is not over. This just, it's, the rant's just going to keep coming from the Disney rant. <laughs> um, I was very charmed by the adults and children that are in costumes, but not even costumes, but just like winking at a heightened sense of reality. Heightened sense of surreality. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but just like little costume pieces worked into normal outfits. Mm. Like I'm an adult. I'm going to wear a a little dress, like a normal dress, but I put a big old fucking bow on my head. Or I'm going to like wear these Mickey ears in like uh, a a houndstooth print that matches my freaking top. I'm an adult. I I'm an accountant. Okay, and Disney goths are just it. Disney gays, of course, have my heart, you know, and that all. (laughs) It's yes, please. Yes, please. After you, my Disney gays, Disney goths are incredible. I I think. um, Yeah. And that it's that sense of like wonder and like separation from reality. Goths, goths can understand that. Get us out of here. We hate it here, you know. Let's go to fucking Tom Sawyer's Island. I don't think it's Tom Sawyer. Robinson Crusoe? It's not that anymore. Oh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, it's called Tom Sawyer's Island. We actually didn't even go there. Um, anyway, Disneyland. Goths, adults, costumes. One, one piece that I really enjoyed, and I'm going to move on. I really will. This is not going to be an episode about Disneyland. By the way, I was at Disneyland because I was with my niece and nephew. I don't know what possible conclusions you were com- you had come to if you didn't have that. Pre- I'm really glad I cleared that up. If we were just having a conversation about how I went to Disneyland, like possibly solo or with other adults, that's a different conversation. These are different rants. 
<laughs> a different pep talk is needed entirely. But this is, I went for children, enjoyed it as an, I mean, I knew I was going to enjoy it as an adult. I enjoy theater. And I did. So the ride operator, let's talk about the players. The ride operators, the attraction operators are so um, uh, actors. They are all actors who are acting at work. They're nothing short of actors. Every single one of them is an actor. Every single one of them brings a patience, a openness, a brightness, a sunniness. And that's part of the, the illusion. Because no one is happy. <laughs> I hope they get therapy. The Disney pl- actor players. The woman who plays, you know, Tinkerbell and gets her ass grabbed by the Disney dads. You know. I'm sure that only happens every once in a while. I saw a TikTok about it. But it, it's got to happen. You know, the abuse. The mean things. Even kids saying messed up shit to you. That would be... It's own PTSD landmine field anyway. But I I was, first of all, a couple, a couple of uh, quote-unquote cast members that I saw at the park, Jack Sparrow, fun, and the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland, those would be great cast members to play, characters to play as cast members because you could just be fucked up. You wouldn't be because you're Disney and they probably drug test you. It's probably a pretty oppressive culture. But I would want to be Jack Sparrow or, or the Cheshire Cat. Because, yeah, and Cheshire Cat, you eat whatever you want. You don't need to worry about gaining weight. It's a big costume. Okay, great. Um, Another aspect of the ride operator. So, like, classic rides. So, I've been to Disneyland a few times because I'm from the West Coast. It was a frequent. We're from Southern California, my family. So, like, been there quite a few times. But there's classic rides. The classic um narrative of the ride, it kind of reminded me of like, um, like a, like an Atlantic City stand-up. It's sort of like a variety show, like a burlesque type comedian, um, vaudeville, vaudeville style comedy. So one ride that uses this is the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise is like a very seventies ass, probably OG Disney ride. Oh, they just made a movie of it with The Rock. The whole point of the ride is like, oh, you're on a, in a jungle. You're like on safari and you're in this boat. It's another boat ride. I love the boat rides at Disneyland. love a boat. You get on the boat. You go on a little. And the Jungle Cruise person is like in safari gear. He's got one of them Mr. Livingston, I presume, outfits on. We had a girl. We had a girl uh, guide. And they're really dry. That's the whole. There's a bunch of jokes on the ride. And it's it's stand-up. They fully do a stand-up routine on this little Jungle Cruise ride. So you're on the boat. They say, oh, welcome to Jungle Cruise. Like, this is a Jungle Cruise. And like, oh, no, a hippo. I'm going to shoot it with this gun. Bang. Boy, that was scary. It gets scarier every time I do it. It's like very, <laughs> very dry. And, of course, we had a beautiful girl doing it. <laughs> And I thought, I don't think Disneyland would have always put a really dry, wry, sarcastic, bleach blonde, you know, 20-year-old on this Jungle Cruise ride. Is that progress? Maybe. I like I like the whole idea of a narrative of a ride. Um, a very common narrative of a ride is like, 
Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, if only we could, we could, you know. <laughs> I'm not explaining this good. Every ride has a narrative. It's like a little story. And I love that. It's like a little story. It's like a TV show. Um, one of my favorite rides is a Star Tours. It's like a virtual reality ride like you do at the mall where it's like a little machine and it moves around with a screen in front of you. And it's like vaguely Star Wars-y. They made it more Star Wars-y. The whole, like, I love like, oh boy, it's my first day of the job. I hope I don't screw up. Oh no. And that's the stakes of the ride. And other rides now that are new at the park, they had a whole Millennium Falcon Star Wars area. Holy shit, it was fucking incredible. Mandalorian, just the production value so high. It's like 10 Broadway shows. It's totally worth paying money to go see it. You could just walk around and get your money's worth. It's incredible. The Millennium Falcon ride. I'm talking too much about Disneyland. This is so... Okay, but the Millennium Falcon ride, like obviously it's a space heist, is the story of the ride. And the stakes that they are are very low on that ride. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh boy. Like the ride operators all are kind of like fat Chris Pratt, Iron Man sarcastic Harrison Ford he, they're all supposed to be a little bit Harrison Ford like Millennium Falcon you know like uh, well it's another space heist I hope we don't screw this one up don't screw this one up space fuzz <laughs> that's not what he calls it Chewie. fuzz don't screw this one up fuzz ball or freaking you know dude won't send us out on another mission I used to be into Star Wars, and I used to know nerd stuff, but I don't anymore. I'm not a... See, that's why I'll never be a part of a subculture <laughs> like this. Like, any subculture. Disney people, shoes, um, movie subculture people, like that. And and I've realized this. I don't know fucking trivia. I'm not ever going to be able to have trivia for you. I want to start forgetting trivia. Why the fuck do I need this? Now that we're all kind of backed up by the internet, why do I need to know anything? <laughs> Great point, Bree. Okay, good. Is the rant over yet? Yeah. I think the rant's over. Okay, one little mini rant to close us out from Disneyland rant. There's all these attractions around the park that are um, roving attractions. They're not. They're just sort of ambiance additions. And a lot of them were magician, uh, musicians, not magicians. That would have been pretty sick too, but I didn't see a single magician. I saw several musicians. One of them was a marching band. I love a fucking marching band. And that's another thing. Marching bands, great. Disneyland, everybody loves a marching band. But if you're at a bar in Portland, Oregon, and a hipster marching band comes in, everybody's like, oh no, annoying, fuck off. We love a marching band. We all love a marching band. And we all want to fuck the whole drum line. That's just a fact. And I'll repeat that as many times as I need to on this podcast. That if we see a drum line, we all want to fuck the whole drum line. I'm not alone in that. Also, if you're in a marching band and you dance, you can get it. <laughs> okay, great. Um... Is the mini rant over? Oh, yeah. So you see these musicians everywhere. And in the Di in Disneyland, everybody stops and they take pictures. And they're like, oh, band. I stopped and I saw this jazz brass band playing. And they were playing songs from Mary Poppins. Uh, you know, like, um, it's a jolly holiday. You know, it's like very muted trumpet. Very sweet brass band. But if you saw them shits on a subway... 
you'd walk right by. On a subway platform, you walk right past. You know, busking at the farmer's market, you wouldn't stay for a minute. Disneyland, you're like, oh, they're in vests. Look at their little purple hats. Take a picture of me. Disneyland. Something about it. It's just facts, you know. It's Disneyland. Okay, that was the rant. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> probably throw back to Disneyland in future moments. I'm also going to go back to Disneyland. I'm going to go back to Disneyland with all my newfound knowledge. I'm going to body that shit. It was also Mercury retrograded up. A lot of rides were fucked up. I did Indiana Jones twice for reasons I don't want to go into right now. But the second one, not, not any important reasons for boring reasons. But the second time I went, it was fucked up. Pirates of the Caribbean got fucked up. Was there another ride that got fucked up? Oh, Matterhorn. We stood in line for Matterhorn. The Matterhorn closed. It's, a, it's boring. But, yeah, everything's Mercury retrograded. So hold on to your butts. Um, So the rant is over. I want to do, like, a quick personal update because we haven't done that in a while. And about, was it a year ago? Damn. No, it was about six months ago that I did my reverse episode with Alex Falcone where I talked about how, man, I just don't freaking know I don't have good things that I want to do with my body. I don't want to move. I don't want to move. That was the point of the episode. And I still don't. But I walked 22,000 steps at Disneyland. No problems at all. Famously, in that episode with Alex Falcone, I said, I don't like walking. And that's true. I, people say all the time, like, oh, I don't really like exercise. Like, I like walking. And, like, I like, you know. Guess what? Not me. It doesn't feel like the thing that I'm built for. Okay? And, frankly, I like to use my calories and energy on chores. Not just, you know just calorie waste. <laughs> I have like the belief system of like a Puritan woman in the thirties. I am a depression Disney character, but anyway, 22,000 steps, which, which is fucking crazy because I work at home. I don't get out that much. My step count is probably typically like four or five hundo. I think like I'm really not, moving around that much 22,000 steps you can do it everybody if you don't want to move you can be like me 22,000 steps at Disney when it matters don't be 2,000 22,000 stepping around for no reason also I've been hooping on the regular if you follow me on Instagram you already know I have a hula hoop that is exactly what I need I asked for it on this podcast it came right into my life manifesting or buying an object we've talked about that in previous rants of this of this here podcast, sometimes manifesting, quote unquote manifesting, is buying something that you need and you want. And so I've done that. And I hula hoop on the regular. That has really given me a lot of assistance in the other thing that I was working on and have been working on the last few uh, weeks, months, which is like, oh, man, putting clothes on my body again. Boo. We hate it. We don't want to be perceived. Don't make me be perceived out there. I had a dream recently that 
I was inside of a house and a husky dog was outside of the house. He was not wanting me. He was trying to chase me down. And I think what the dream means is I don't want to go back out there. (laughs) I like it in my house. I don't want to go back out there where there's aggressive. The husky wasn't a bad dog. He wasn't savage, ruthless, dripping fangs. He was just trying to play and stuff. And I don't like that energy. (laughs) Trying to think about who in the world has that husky energy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Your ears are up. Really listening to me. Hanging on my words. Oh boy. But I really am getting out there. I got shows on the calendar. I've been hooping. I've been being perceived. I've been getting dressed. It's getting easier. Is it getting easier or harder? I I don't like getting dressed in colder months as much as... I'm one of these fat people that does better in the summer. I'm a summer fat. I think I've talked about that before. But yeah, I'm definitely... I like to show skin. I, I, I don't know as much. I think of skin as my neutral tone, like my neutral color that I'm wearing. And then usually black is the other color. But I'm doing it. I'm really putting on clothes on my body. And I'm really saying a big fuck you to judgment about that. Hooping is helpful because you just have to reject judgment because you're undulating in public. You're undulating. You're oscillating and undulating. And it's sexy because the culture said it is. But you're just putting a hoop around your body. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. It's very good. Doing more comedy. Um, As I said, the uh, dates at the beginning of the episode. Check my link tree on Instagram. And you got to freaking sign up for my mailing list. I forgot to tag that. Uh, but I do have a mailing list on my website now. I'm on, on the contact page. Please sign up for that. I will not bother you at all. I will barely email you because I will forget. It will probably be about once a month. Let me wrap up this little mini episode. This little solo yellow. With a joy blast. And this joy blast is a cheers. It is a you know, expensive bottle of Champlain, Champlain, Illinois, sparkling wine, <laughs> real plain for my Illinois fans. Um, oh boy. It's uh, it's a little toast to some of my friends and friends of the podcast, uh, past guests of the podcast. Got to give it up to my girl, Danielle Perez, who has been modeling for the plus size brand, Eloqui, honey. She looks so cute. Go check out her, you know, extremely hot photo shoot with Eloqui. I mean, the fashion is on point. Speaking of plus size fashion, I mean, she's just incredibly killing in the game. Famously, one of my first interviews, uh, my first guest on this podcast, Danielle, who is a good friend of mine. Also, you can see on Halloween at I Never Get to Wear This, a Halloween show in Los Angeles. Um, But she is uh, absolutely killing the plus size fashion in Eloquy. Oh, one of her her episode title was about like, how do I look? And she also recorded a sketch recently. Um, I believe it is for... It's for like a women's brand, but it's where she, she's getting shit. Oh, I think it's from, um, Mita, Mitos, Mita, oh, Me Too, Me Too, am I, not Me Too, hashtag Me Too, M-I-T-U, the Latinx brand, 
I'm sorry if it's not that. Go to Danielle Perez's site. She's got great content right now about beauty standards as a Dominican woman, uh, a woman from the Dominican Republic, and and or rather with ancestry from the Dominican Republic, and um, about hair, her complexion. It's really gorgeous. We love her. We love celebrating Danielle. And then another big joy blast. It's James Austin Johnson on SNL, everyone. L.A. East Side comedy darling. He's now a big boy. National commentary on SNL. Playing Biden. Prosthetic pieces on his face. Oh, my God. He did Adam Driver. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before that. His Adam Driver impression is incredible. Fucking emotional, like his emotional Adam Driver breathing. Josh, James Austin Johnson. We love you, buddy. And he's got a baby on the way. Major joy blast. Major joy blast energy um, to those two. Check out that episode with Danielle Perez. Maybe I'll get James on the podcast. He's not too big for his britches. I'm sure he's going to be able to. Um, that is really the solo YOLO, guys. I do not have much more to tell you. Let's keep it short and sweet. Let's fucking ride through this Mercury retrograde into our lives. Everything is direct now. This is not an astrology podcast, but, you know, I read I read what Chani Nicholas has to say. And she says that Saturn is direct. Jupiter is direct. We've got some cute squares coming up. Hopefully, it is the chariot that takes us into the next beautiful realm that we need. I'm waiting. I pulled a tarot card for you good and gentle listeners. Always pulling tarot card for you good and gentle listeners. And the card I pulled, I've never pulled for y'all before. Not from this deck. Not from the True Heart, Rachel True deck. It's the Empress. And it's reversed. And the Empress is maternity. She is very soft. She's wearing florals, honey. She is channeling Mother Nature. It's Mother Nature, truly. And she's reversed. So that's an interesting perspective. I never thought about that. But like Mother Nature sort of being out of whack. That might be a good advice. It's a full moon. Not astrology, but it's a full moon. Um, that's a time that can really be useful to ground yourself in nature also. Hmm. Interesting. Well, when I pulled this, I was thinking like, okay, this is about feeling, right? This is about, you know, maybe you're feeling a little blocked emotionally. Maybe you need to feel through a situation instead of think through it. Um, but when I started reading the sort of caption that Rachel True provides about it, She's, she's like, let love guide. Hello. Yes. Yes, I will do that. Yes, of course. I was thinking about some friends I have that are in, you know, just, just the muck and the mire of Mercury retrograde stress. And when you're in relationship with other people, it just gets messy when things get tense and things get challenging and you've got a few different humans in the mix not talking about poly really I just think it sounds like poly relationships when I say that but just any kind of work family dynamic um it's so so important um to let love guide what is being what what actually happened here oh is a miscommunication oh we all like love each other and we can like lead with our hearts and not get stuck in the mud great that sounds good. 
Ugh, my loves. Be collaborative. Let love guide. Let that feminine energy through. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, she's reversed because there's challenges, but we can figure it out. We can let that divine feminine energy through. The Empress shall reign. That is the tarot card of the week. And that's the damn episode. I think it was cute. We had a little solo YOLO. Just me and you. Just me and you on a date. I hope that you took this podcast and you rode in a rowboat. And it was a date for us. Hope you popped a bottle of Champlain, Illinois. And you had a little cheese plate. Had a little Disney corn dog that I never didn't get to try. Had a Disney churro. Fine. Fine churro. Okay, that's the episode. I can't mention Disney ever again. Are you kidding me? Bree Pruitt, are you a punk punk rock person, as you say? Or are you simping for a major corporation? As the meme says, can I do both? No, hypocrite. Well, there we go. All right, we got to wrap this up. Guys, thank you for being here. I'm going to be back in the future with brand new interviews, episodes of You Can Do with Bree Pruitt. <laughs> Bree Pruitt? Who's she? Hot pep talks coming off the griddle very, very soon. Uh, but right now, I will sign off. I will do it the way I never do it on this podcast, which is by singing the chorus of Willow Smith's um, Caught a Vibe. Caught a Vibe! Baby, are you ready for the ride? Okay, that's it. Sorry, bye. <laughs>